0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are in season seven and are carefully addressing some very serious issues. Today we're going to discuss the evolution versus creation episode. If you haven't heard the What the Flock episode, please give it a listen. The information in that episode is necessary to fully benefit from the Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. In this episode, episode, we're going to help you understand how to interact with the person who holds a belief differently than the one based in biblical doctrine. We're doing this in order to help you lead with love, both to those who have hurt others and those who have been hurt. I'm Jonathan Friese here with Joel Swakowski. Hey, Joel. Hey, hey. What are your initial thoughts from the evolution versus creation episode?
1: Oh, I like how you kind of summarize the the end of the What the Flock episode by saying eight or nine-year-old Jonathan would have loved this. Because that's my initial thoughts about the evolution versus creation is these are some of the big, like, low-hanging fruit questions mm. that that I was asking when I gave my life to the Lord. Okay, what about evolution versus creation? What about the Big Bang? What about dinosaurs? you know it's the these questions that like usually you get the the apologetics books right yeah all your answers to to all your questions books right right and those books usually do deal with you know big questions like that it's the the more obvious questions that people are asking um yeah like what about like what about the dinosaurs right and it's like man if you if you look deep enough and in the right way the bible's given answers to this stuff so that's what i it just it does it reminds me of like the experience i had early in my walk with god where i'm starting to get answers to some of these big questions and the answers i'm getting are actually starting to make sense and just being blown away so i i feel kind of giddy talking about this topic
0: so you know i and And I do too. I mean, the thought that, you know, the world is one place and there's a canopy, but I didn't really know that, that the dinosaurs were living in the badlands, like (laughs) all, all of the rep, all of the dinosaurs, the reptiles were living away from the people. Yeah. Like on the outskirts and in these badlands, like just like a reptile that would, scurry away like in the desert you see an iguana it's like when they see a person they're just you know they're gone so like to have that same to have a dinosaur in that to see a dinosaur in that context it's just a big lizard who doesn't want to be around people right like what's how that's the furthest away from people that we can get yeah you know just kind of which then it's fun
1: yeah and then when the land is divided those further away places are really further away (laughs) right right yeah
0: so yeah that's just fun you know and i think growing up in the church and hearing the the evolution versus creation arguments and to have more you know to have more statistics it was like it's just fun so. Yeah, so,
1: hey, Jonathan, can you give an overview of the damage done with this episode's topic?
0: Oh, I sure can. Uh, we talked about this in the What the Flock episode, but it is super important that we strive to repeat back to the other person what they believe to their satisfaction. We talked about conjunctives a lot. State yeah. what they believe, not just in summary, but to their satisfaction. They yeah. will let you know. Yeah. That you've heard them you don't get to decide you hear you hear me you get i know i i you know, know what that I mean. you know what i mean yeah yep. so that's how repair begins with understanding the other person first if agreement happens which we love we love agreement mm-hmm. you know the glory of god manifests itself in when we're in agreement yeah. but that can only happen after understanding first takes place We're not in control of agreement. Joel, I can't make you agree with me, but we are in control of understanding one another. And that understanding is what we focus on here. Yeah. So what we talked about in the What the Flock episode is that there are both sides. And let me just summarize where we're at with the the strict and the loose side. The strict side holds to the literal interpretation and a 6,000-year-old earth while the loose side enables evolution as the method in which God created the world, which has been around for millions or billions of years.
1: Yeah. So let me see if I if I got you there. So summary of the damage. Well, I like first. Yes, we we first seek to understand one another. I appreciate you um, flushing that out once more. I don't think we can hear that enough. But as it relates to this topic. the summary of the damage done comes by both sides the strict side and the loose side and really what we're what we're seeing pitted against each other is a literal interpretation versus a figurative interpretation of genesis of the creation account uh a young earth versus an old earth and and uh one side would say no this is how god did it he did it in 6 days there's no getting around that the other side would say no, God used the evolution in order to create everything. And uh, the world is millions of years old. So the damage really comes not so much in either of those beliefs, but in how those beliefs are shared with one another. Did I say that to your satisfaction? Do you feel like I understand you? John? Oh,
0: absolutely. Now let's deal with people.
1: Let's do it.
0: Okay. Okay. We don't need to deal with dinosaurs anymore.
1: No let's deal with
0: let's deal as with fun people. as that is as fun as that is. Yeah. And it is fun. How would you handle a person who holds the man-made belief about this topic or any belief outside of the truth, Joel?
1: Well, let's take a careful look. It depends on what they believe about this topic. Here's I'm going to do is give you some common options. With a recommended response based on what we learned in the What the Flock episode. Big reminder these responses we supply are meant to be done in response and in love, which is proven by trying to understand the person, right? So, for instance, if I said, Jonathan, what's your favorite dinosaur?
0: I would say a brontosaurus.
1: I'd say, no, it's not. That's a T Rex. See that wouldn't be me loving oh, you, would it?
0: Oh, not at all.
1: Right. Where if I my my asking you what your favorite dinosaur was is proven to be for your benefit when I try to understand your answer, even if I think brontosauruses are the dumbest of
0: dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Which right? how could you? But yeah, oh, totally. Right. I could. I couldn't understand. Right.
1: I really just wanted to get the whole, what's your favorite dinosaur question out. Like I wanted to cram it in the episode. So now that we've done that, now let's actually give you some questions that you might encounter. Actually, you might encounter someone asking you what your favorite dinosaur is, but here's some ones that would be specific to this debate or argument between or, you know, versus evolution and creation. Here's one. Well, Jonathan, Jonathan, the Bible says six days, therefore it was six days. So here's the the point is like here, it's like, yeah, someone who even believes this could be right. Like the Bible says six days, therefore it's six days. How are you going to respond to somebody if you're, especially if you're someone who doesn't believe that, what's your response? You could say, well, what does this mean? Even if I agree with this, what's more important, what the Bible says or what it means? I mean, because, hey, if you're going to say, because if this person really is arguing for, no, it's what the Bible says, therefore it's true. There could be an issue there because we know what the Bible means is more important than what it says. Because if I'm going to argue against a person who's just going to say, well, this is what the Bible says, it was six days, I'd say, well, the Bible also uses the term 70 weeks to measure years. So how can you be sure? Well, really, oh. we're, What we're getting down to is we're asking a person, why do they believe what they believe? And what, how are they supporting it from outside themselves?
0: Nice. Yeah, Jesus saying, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Right. Uh, we're supposed to be cannibals?
1: No, no, no. Thank God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, I've heard someone say this, a gentleman who was in college at the time. Science has proven the Big Bang and evolution. So here's a guy who said, these things have been proven, they're fact. And I asked him, according to who and what evidence? Because now now here's the thing, it's easy for us Christians to go after people who say the Big Bang has been proven or evolution has been proven. Like idiot, right? Like, they can't even support it. They're just spouting off a bunch of stuff that their liberal professors in college taught them, <laughs> right? Yeah. How many Christians are just spouting off a bunch of crap that their religious authorities- no kidding. Pastors taught them?
0: No kidding. There's no thing. different.
1: This number one and number two are basically the same, right?
0: That's so bad, d- dude.
1: Somebody taking something that it, it, they they aren't able to defend or support from outside themselves and stating it as a fact. So how do we deal with somebody who does that is we ask them questions about what it means or what support they have what evidence yeah. they have So good and because a big one I would ask the person who says science has proven the big Bang and evolution is how did life originate And you can't and without saying in a in a pool of slime it came about I'm saying how did it? Mm-hmm. Remember when we say how we're taught, we're saying not what happened, but the method in which it happened, the process.
0: Yes. Yeah, totally. Awesome.
1: And their answer usually is going to be random. Or we don't know. Okay. But again, even if we disagree with these people, what we're doing here is giving you tools to be able to still have a civil dot conversation with them. So here's one. Here's one that's not as civil. Here's one that likely comes about when you have an argument with somebody and maybe you forgot to ask, why are we going to talk about this? Hmm. And it starts going south. For instance, you're arrogant. You think you can know how all this started. Like, Jonathan, you're just a blip on the radar of the universe. What makes you think you could ever understand how all of this began? Now, again, we, we have, if we get somebody coming at us, making just flat out judgments against us, you're arrogant. Start with just saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. Hmm. If you want to follow up with some questions, you could ask, does knowing the answer to a hard question make a person arrogant? Or does being one piece of a huge universe make it impossible to know the answers to the hard questions?
0: smart blips
1: him. yeah it was smart <laughs> blips I, was, I want to be a smart blip you know what it is it's blips it's blips in the image of god that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> we are blips made in his image
0: oh man yeah. eternal blips I, yeah. I feel like i'm an eternal blip <laughs> an eternal blip spiritual <laughs> blip spiritual blips yeah, yeah buddy the physical physical is blipping yeah. spiritual will keep on blipping forever
1: now, number four is one that is often used as a rationalization. It's God used both right? He did create everything sure. and and also evolution's true. And that's like, okay, again, according to what evidence, where did you learn this? What's your support? Those are great questions to ask this person again, for my disclaimer before getting into these these different recommendations is asking these questions in an effort to understand them, not to be like, prove them wrong or make them feel stupid. But this one reminds me of like what we learned in the season six finale, where a lot of times people will say, God used both. Why not both? Or he used neither. How can we know like Calvinism or Arminianism? Which one is it? Both. It's like, okay, we just, we just don't know. You'd be yeah. better off to literally just saying I don't know than saying an answer that is garbage.
0: Totally. It's just, you know, I just feel I hear that answer and I go, "Oh, that sounds like me when I'm trying to avoid a confrontation."
1: Or yeah, avoid a confrontation or avoid feeling dumb. Totally. Like I'm I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to know this answer. Yeah. Yep. And then five is, well, here's here's another extreme one is evolution has to be true, Jonathan, God doesn't exist. Mm. This is one you might, because a lot of what we we dealt with with the strict and the loose side, especially the loose side, is we are saying someone who still believes in God but used evolution as his method for creation. This one deals straight up with the atheist, right? How do you deal with the atheist? He says, "Well, God doesn't exist, so yeah, evolution is true." You go back to the debt. There are two words in this statement that need to be defined in order for us to understand the person. So you ask them, what do you mean by God? And what do you mean by evolution? And really what we're getting at here is maybe taking the backward step of recognizing, you know what, before I get into an argument over, over who God is and what evolution is, is taking the step back to the God's nature, God's existence episode and remembering we need to talk about God's existence before we can talk about how he worked and who he is.
0: And I would love to know if someone did say evolution has to be true because God doesn't exist. I would say, how did how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Was there ever a time in your was there ever a time in your life that you did believe in God? Yes or no. And then how did you how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah especially someone who, well, yeah, I used to believe in God, but then I didn't because of X. Well, I'd love to hear that story.
1: And I've heard that story a lot. And a lot of the times, you know what that, that story comes down to is people turning 18, graduating high school, their parents don't make them go to church anymore. <laughs> they go out and they start thinking about their place in the world, whether that's just with their friends or that's off to university And the answers they're given out in the world are better answers than what the church is providing. Mm. That's what I'm seeing happen a lot. As people are gravitating towards the answers that the world is teaching about evolution, because the church is doing a horrible job of teaching anything based in truth and really getting down to what are the doctrine we need to understand about these things. So those are five common, common ideas and topics that you may deal with that may come towards you in, in the context of evolution versus creation. And yeah, just remember it's about trying to understand
0: the other person. It's great. It's great, man. Can you remind us finally? what the ultimate answer is.
1: Oh, I'd love to. Ultimately, when interacting with either side, regardless of what side they're on, regardless of what side you're on, you ought to take direction from God via grace in order to love the person you're interacting with. What grace and love are going to do is help us avoid enabling and avoid judging the other person with the hopes of building their faith and or winning them to Christ. Now, in this specific area of evolution versus creation, the ultimate answer really comes down to how do we discuss evolution versus creation? With a believer, you appeal to the Bible. Even there, it would still be important to make sure you're using the tools we learned in season six in order to have a civil and beneficial discussion about the Bible, even with another believer. When you're dealing with an unbeliever, it really comes down to, again, understanding the definitions of the keywords we're using, such as creation and evolution, and determining why you're having the discussion. Is it about getting the best answer, even if that means my answers are proven wrong? Or is it about me trying to be right? And ultimately, when dealing with an unbeliever, it is and ought to be a, our approach as Christians to in some way plant seeds of evangelism. And the story for evangelism at the big picture level is the character is God created the heavens and the earth. You're know that God created the heaven created the heavens and the earth. Conflict, man chose to sin instead of obey God. Resolution, God sent Jesus to redeem man. So When dealing with an unbeliever or dealing with anyone we are evangelizing to, it's really important we understand creation because creation is a third of the story that we're using to evangelize. So that would be my summary of the ultimate answer going back through the What the Flock and the entirety of the Malk podcast episode on evolution versus creation.
0: Cool. So allow me to repeat back to you, Joel, the ultimate answer and listener, feel free to pause the episode right here and repeat back Joel's ultimate answer for yourself before moving on. Yeah. I love that. You can hit pause now you can hit pause. (laughs) Well, here's my, here's, let me repeat back to you the ultimate answer. First of all, what we want to do is we want to take a big step back before talking to people. Yeah. Take direction from God via grace. Love the person, look to facilitate them, their purpose and progress, look to lead them. So that's what we want to be doing. That is the heart, the cause behind having an interaction with this believer or this unbeliever or someone who's young in the faith, or someone that you can evangelize to. With a believer, you can go right to the Bible. With an unbeliever, understand them first. What are you doing? Arguing your perspective first. No, 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 no. Understand them. Find out what they believe. Go back to their definitions. What do you believe about God? You know, evolution, the Big Bang. Understand them. You might be the first Believer to have ever understood their perspective in a caring and careful fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You could bring a lot of healing because they're, I tell you what, most unbelievers are not used to a believer hearing a passionate perspective, you know, or Pat, a passionate oppositional perspective to them. Right. So if they want to talk to you though, about this topic, ask them why. If they're, if they just want to debate, you can just say, no, thanks. That's not, that's not what I'm doing. And then what we want to do is find out if they, if they do want to talk about it, why? And if it's, if their answer is, I am open to learning about this and I'm open to what it is that you believe this is the evangelism opportunity yeah. and your story, I should say what you believe can go into a story to give to them. That you believe God, the first cause, created the heavens and the earth. This is, it all began with Him. And the conflict, though, in the story is that man was sinful. The resolution, Jesus came to redeem mankind. And so it is, it's essential that we have that creation story in there, because, like we've said before, it's a third. Yeah. So these are amazing opportunities to bring a lot of healing to be understood. And maybe you're not going to be saying something different, right? Maybe that's not a different story that they've heard before. God created the heavens and the earth, man sinful, Jesus came. Maybe they've heard all of that before, but I would challenge you, dear listener. Have they ever got that message from someone who has heard them before? Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: I don't, so, I'm side, I'm satisfied
1: with that. What's <laughs> that? I learned through that answer. Thank you. Not only do I feel heard, but I also learned something new. Thanks.
0: Oh man, my pleasure. This has been fun. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, what a great episode. Yeah, this is, I'm absolutely loving season seven. I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm hoping that our listener out there, that you are enjoying it too. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.